0: All right, welcome back to another Duke's Nukes uh, for movie, TV, and pop culture discussion. We are here with Will, and not Jack. Sadly, he's in Scotland having a good time doing living his life. Darn, uh, yeah, <laughs> darn. I'm jealous. Um. Anyways, yeah.
1: Welcome back, man. How you doing? Uh, good, good. We we got a little bit of a new type of episode. This week, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so we're going to this. We're
0: going to start adding new types of episodes, and not just doing our three movies and talking about our movies. Um, we're going to be throwing in different types. Um, so this week, we're going to try out a "what if," and we're going to take one of our old movies that we have already talked about in a previous podcast episode, um, and just kind of take that plot and then do a "what if" twist um, and kind of describe. The new plot, based off of our what-if prompt. Sounds good, cool.
1: That's what we're doing, man. You want to start us off? Sure, I can. So, uh, I picked um, Jack and Jill, one of our favorite (laughs) movies. (laughs) So, Jack and Jill, the the regular description states that Family guy Jack Sadelstein prepares for the annual event he always dreads. The Thanksgiving visit of his fraternal twin sister, the needy, and passive aggressive Jill, who then refuses to leave. And then my description starts, but what Jack doesn't realize is that Jill doesn't plan on leaving this year. Once she's settled in, she drops the bomb that she sold her house and plans on staying. Cue a nightmarish dream sequence where Jack pictures Jill literally torching him in like a guillotine and, and putting his head on a pike, you know, it's etc. <laughs> <laughs> Jack then begins coming up with schemes, each more devious than the last. First, he tries to trick Jill into getting married to Al Pacino, uh, to which Jill um, keeps denying Al Pacino's advances. Jack tries to move to a house with exactly one less room. However, all the time spent on Jill caused him to get fired, and his credit is trashed. So when the closing (laughs) falls through on his new house, Jack flips and decides to murder Jill. Oh, no. <laughs> One night, he does a mix, of, uh, a mix of drugs and enters Jill's room. Uh, no need to worry about Jill waking. She's a deep sleeper. Anyway, Jack glides through the room to Jill's hair straightener. He turns it on and leaves it next to the curtain. He walks outside the room, closes the door, and thinks about what he's done. But not for very long, though, because he is blazed. <laughs> In the morning, he wakes to the smell of smoke. Springing from the bed, Jack bolts to Jill's room, revealing the window and the bed have been ravaged by flames. All that remains is a charred corpse. The death is ruled an accident. A year or so has passed. Jack is attempting to live his life. We see a dinner sequence. A chair has been left out for Jill. Jack is serving turkey. It's Thanksgiving. The virgin slab of the most succulent poultry ever portrayed in film is left on the plate of an empty chair. That's how ends. That's how it ends. How it ends. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my, my, Jack and Jill, depressing family drama. Oh my god! What is your story, Blaine?
0: <laughs> well, real quick, do we want to talk about?
1: I don't know do anything we? that
0: we, you just said. Holy crap! Okay, so he goes insane, and he just uh, can't stand Jill.
1: Yeah, so he works up to the murder.
0: And he works, works up to murder. You can't just have him,
1: him. You can't just have him do it. So, I I use the stuff that actually takes place in Jack and Jill, but, you know, that doesn't pan out. So, like, the Al Pacino subplot yeah. and all... It's not even a subplot. That is the plot. Yeah, I was gonna it's say, the, only like, thing like the main that thing, thing, Jill. <laughs> so, yeah, that and then the whole moving to a new house thing, because I wanted it to... Before he harms her, he tries to just get away, but then when he tries to get away, he can't even do that because his financials and stuff, everything has been crashed by his ob- obsession and just obsession with getting rid of jill he just can't focus on anything else is the vibe still like a comedy uh a black comedy a black comedy okay so okay
0: and it just ends so sadly
1: but throughout it jill's still i i had another shot that i had scripted where like there's a slow zoom on jack's face and he's he's like kind of making an angry face because he's still angry (laughs) at chill, but there's a single tear. But then I I cut that out, because I was like, man, that's kind of cheesy and lame. Let's just do the turkey. All right, you ready for mine? I am ready for yours.
0: So so mine is A Nightmare on Elm Street. So this is the original description of The Nightmare on Elm Street. Several Midwestern teenagers fall prey to Freddy Krueger, a a disfigured midnight mangler who preys on the teenagers in their dreams, which in turn kills them in reality. After investigating the phenomenon, uh, Nancy begins to suspect that a dark secret kept by her and her friends' parents may be the key to unraveling the mystery. But can Nancy and her boyfriend Glenn solve
1: the puzzle before it's too late? So that's For the, a second there, I thought you were going to say, Freddy Krueger, a disguised guy. <laughs> just I, like he's a guy did. that shows up like a um, master of disguise. disguise. Dude, I almost <laughs> did say disguise. And I was like, wait,
0: no, that's not the word. Okay. Um, okay, so this is my description of it, gotcha. the new description. So I originally was going to say, like, call it the dream on Elm Street, but I went back to a nightmare because it's still a horror film. I'm okay. not changing that. Okay. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Several uh, Midwestern teenagers fall prey to Freddy Krueger, a kind and gentle man who visits the teenagers in their dreams, to supposedly fix all of their problems. Things begin to appear too perfect. Nancy begins to suspect that Freddy Krueger is not as nice as everyone suspected. Can Nancy and her boyfriend, Glenn,
1: figure out the truth and save save everyone before it's too late? Does he still look like Freddy Krueger? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to go off the bat and just say, people think that's a nice guy? Here's the thing, though.
0: He doesn't necessarily wear the... He, he looks cleaned up, but his face is still wrinkly. Okay. But
1: here's the thing. In dreams, do you ever see the face? Uh, Okay. Very good point. We're getting into some David Lynch territory. We're getting Be into, careful. This is dreams, man. <laughs>
0: Be careful. So, okay, so let, let's get into the uh, actual plot here a little bit and kind of just describe... It starts with a... So it's going to start, the film's going to start just like the original film, right? So the film opens with a bizarre sequence where we have uh, an unidentified individual who is forging a strange weapon. Um, This time, though, it is a gauntlet with sharp knives for fingers. Tina, a young girl in a nightgown, is wandering through a meadow on a beautiful summer day. A man begins to appear in the distance and waves a greeting. The scene cuts to Tina sitting next to the man and telling him her problems. Tina wakes up, sitting in bed, laughing. Tina's mom, mother, comes in her bedroom, alerted by her laughing, and notices that Tina's nightgown looked different. It had changed colors, and a new pattern of four lines
1: across her stomach was now visible. So the pattern, so the scratch from the claw is on the the fabric this time? Yeah. it's on the dress?
0: It's it's not actual. She's not actually cut yet. Okay. But the pattern is across her nightgown, Oh. symbolizing okay. the uh, what's to come. Right. And instead of a glove, it's a gauntlet because this is a more dreamy and more
1: everything's clean. What what is the difference between a glove and a gauntlet?
0: So a uh, gl- uh, glove is more of just like the fabric. It's the fabric, right? It's okay. how,
1: what is made out
0: of. It gauntlet's more like plate and oh, metal. like a knight's gauntlet, like a knight's gauntlet. Okay where a glove in the movie is just like beat up and just like a winter glove where this is more of a, like he's forging this. Okay. He is put together and he is forging this thing. So with that kind of describing that scene real quick, I hopefully I'm not going in too much depth, but like when they cut to they're in a meadow and then they cut to them talking, Mm -hmm. it cuts to more of like a street or an alley and it's very clean, very beautiful out, but it, instantly cuts and they're just talking because dreams cut, right? Yeah. They're not fluid. So um, they're just talking and all you see is the back of this um, man and, they're, and she's just sitting there talking and saying all the problems and he's listening and helping her through it. Um, Tina then meets her friends at school. Um, the next morning, her boyfriend, Rod, her best friend, Nancy, and Nancy's boyfriend, Glenn. Um, dude, stop. <laughs> um Nancy and Tina discover that they have both had the same dream uh about a man who let them talk about all of their issues. Um, Glenn and Rod don't really say anything. He's a
1: therapist. Yeah, he's a dream much. therapist, <laughs> pretty much a dream therapist.
0: Bear with me here. Okay. Now Glenn and Rod, uh they're guys, so they're not gonna say <laughs> they they had the same therapist, but they did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um. After that scene, uh, they all decide to go back to uh, Tina's house and just hang out because mothers, uh, their mothers, out of town. Right? They're gonna go chill. Um. Rod and Tina then go upstairs into the bedroom and have sex. Um. While Nancy and Glenn uh, sleep separately downstairs, Nancy resists. Nina and uh, Glenn just don't mess around. That's the end of that. Um. Nina. You, uh. Nancy. Nancy. Sorry following the
1: the formula though. I'm trying to the follow the formula a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: So anyways, Rod and Tina go upstairs and they have sex. As they all fall asleep, um, strange thing strange things start to occur. So Rod begins to sleepwalk and ties Tina up to the bed. When Tina awakes, she sees Rod coming at her with a gauntlet and knives mm. on the fingers. Tina begins to scream, wakes up Nancy and Glenn. They both run up to find Rod Rod shredding Tina from her eye sockets to her stomach. Jeez, dude. Tina is dead. <laughs> oh, we didn't get that. Rod wakes up to find Nancy and Glenn running to call the cops and a dead Tina below him on the bed. Okay. This is where the slasher comes in. Got, so,
1: <laughs>
0: Really? So instead of... Um, the nightmare and him, um, Freddy killing them, he is controlling them through their dreams and having them kill each other.
1: Oh, okay, so it's like Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Okay, I see. I haven't seen Part Two is the weird one where he like tries to like possess the the ki- the main character. He's like, uh, okay, you gotta become me or something.
0: Okay. I need
1: a bunch of weird stuff. No, so you'd like that one then. I might like that. Yeah. So
0: this is but I have a little bit of a twist because it's not just Rod. Gotcha. So, so they start, they go to the police station, Nancy is giving her account. Um, obviously Rod is put in jail for murder. Um, and but Nancy feels like he wasn't being himself. Like it didn't, it felt weird because he was clearly like not awake. Um, so she had a feeling that something else was going Reports start to come out daily um, about people killing each other and they're killing them in the same way from the eye socket to the stomach with knives for the hand and murders are coming up throughout the town and everyone's going to jail and people just keep dying and we don't know why as this is going on um, we continue the people in the town continue to have dreams of this man therapist. <laughs> Mr. And, and naturally, they start talking about the murders, and they start asking him what to do, how to say, or whatever. And they're he's helping them through it. Whoa. Whoa! Yeah, so he's helping them through these murders and like giving them advice. And no one's no one's really piecing together that everyone's having the same therapist dream. <laughs> um, because the men won't talk about it. Is <laughs> that why? Probably. <laughs> anyway, but Nancy, Nancy starts to question this man. <laughs> oh,
1: all right, all right,
0: So Nancy um, begins yeah, to figure final out... Girl,
1: final girl behavior. Yeah. Oh, back to the formula. So oh.
0: Nancy begins to figure out that everyone's having the same dream. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets Glenn um, to go back um, to her place, and they have a plan, and she's going to go to bed, and going to... I uh, told Glenn, hey, wake me up after this certain time. Make sure I'm okay. Whatever. Um, so she goes to sleep, meets the man, and she's like, starts to get, um, starts to ask questions, and tries to see his face because she hasn't seen his face yet. Okay. While she's trying to see his face, Glenn falls asleep. Ah. Naturally. Yeah. And then um, Nancy, we cut back to Nancy, and she finally gets a glimpse of his face, and it's that wrinkly, ball sack face. <laughs> Disgusting. <Okay. laughs> And as soon as we see that face, we know it's bad news. We jump back to Glenn. He is sleepwalking and he is choking Nancy out. Nancy then starts to suffocate, so wakes up and is struggling and pushes Glenn. And Glenn gets pushed into a dresser. He knocks his head really hard and starts bleeding and dies. Oh, great. Glenn is dead, Uh, just like the original movie. Glenn dies Uh, because who likes Johnny Depp? I like Johnny Depp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Glenn is now dead. Um, Nancy, uh, there's a lot of filler here that needs to be filled out. But basically what's going on is Nancy starts to go out in town and we cut to other people murdering each other. um, And she sees the everyone starts to sleepwalk. um, And. She's pretty much alone. She's the only one that's not being affected by this dream by Freddie. And Freddie starts to appear and starts in reality and starts trying to catch her in the town. Um, anyways, it ends with Nancy leaving the town. She runs away. She escapes. And it cuts to uh, the closing scene with Freddie pretty much hovering in the town with everyone dead. Everyone has been murdered. Everyone has been slashed to their stomach. Everyone is just lying at his feet while he watches Nancy run away, Whoa. which is a perfect segue to a sequel if everyone anyone wants to do a sequel. Um, anyways, though the the idea here and the theme that needs to be built up through my plot holes is that as people um, get as people dream and see Freddy and as he controls them, he gets more powerful, and also. They start killing people when they start fulfilling their dreams. So he can control them when they fulfill what they talked about. Oh. So Rod, obviously, was talking about sex. Uh Uh-huh. And he fulfilled that. So he gets control of him and kills him. Mm. So as people throughout the town talk to their therapist, fulfill it, and um, they get controlled and kill someone. Um, and as that happens, and as that occurs, Freddy continually gets stronger, and he begins to be able to control more people at once, and starts to begin to come into that town, because it's really just that town that he can control and has controlled, and is is powerful up. So that's how it ends. Everyone's dead, and Nancy's running away. Oh, fun. <laughs> so yeah, that that's that's the my twist.
1: I like how you kept the spirit of the original ending where it's, it's very much sequel bait. Yeah. Which I've actually been doing a lot of research recently on that ending and apparently nobody likes it and it was like three they had ideas for like three different endings and then they went I don't know, do them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my little twist
0: on uh on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't very know if, cool. what would you you would call it, but it's more of a dreamy the dream therapist dream, on Elm Street. A dream therapist on Elm Street. People still getting slashed, but <laughs> but they're also
1: getting their mental <laughs> <out. They're laughs> taken <laughs> care of. Damn so it! So they think. <laughs> well, so they think. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right. So that was
1: our what if. We tried
0: something new. Let us know what you think. Uh, email us and uh, email us if you want another what if episode and what that what if would be. Give us yeah. some ideas. Um, cool. Next segment. Uh,
1: do you want to? www dude okay you want me to start You want me to start okay cool what what, what are we watching okay so the first thing that i've kind of been watching this week is a new tv show um just to me that all of a sudden it so it got recommended to me just an an assortment of clips from an actor named matt berry who is an english actor who was in the it crowd and i found him hilarious in that show so i just clicked on this video and i was like oh dang this show looks pretty funny Uh, And it's called "What We Do in the Shadows." Okay, I don't don't know if you've heard of it. There was a movie, um, and actually, the director and the writer is Taika Waititi, the like the Thor Ragnarok and Love and Thunder guy. He's he is um, he's one of the creative minds involved. But it's vampires in modern day uh, Staten Island try to continue their old ways of life while also coming to terms with the modern world. And it's it's pretty funny because it's like a mockumentary style. So it's like so, like the Office or Parks and Rec, where you've got those interview segments, and it's supposed to be real life, uh, but it's vampires, and they're they're not trying to like be bad people. They're just like very confused about everything. Like they don't understand. There's no social media or anything, and they go out sometimes, and they're just like, look at this weird stuff that's happening. Hmm. But it's this, and then my next movie. Um, which I'll I'll just go into. My next movie is The Graduate from the 60s. And it's one of those movies that makes me remember why I love film. Because every time I watch it, I see something else that adds to the craft of the film. Small things here and there that foreshadow future events and, you know, just little things like that.
0: This is this the first time you watched it?
1: No, I've seen it three, I was gonna say, three I or you, four times. I think now. you've
0: mentioned this before.
1: I, I keep going back. It it really, as I put here, it's it's, it's a really great movie for. Young, maybe fr- fresh out of high school or fresh out of college that are worried about their future. Okay. It just kind of hits on all those like existential worries. So occasionally I just get in a mood where the graduate is just the perfect thing to match that mood. Fair enough. And it's got, you know, Simon and Garfunkel uh, soundtrack. So.
0: Okay. I might, Yeah. It's good. it's a,
1: re- I'd love to do it on the podcast someday. Okay. It's really great. But both this, it's a comedy too, okay. but it's, it's kind of like what we do in the shadows where everybody is playing it straight. It just comes, the humor comes from the situation that those characters are in.
0: Got it. You know. I kind of like those kind of comedies more where it's, it's kind of like a uh, Napoleon. Yes, exactly. Right. right? That, where uh, it's, Napoleon the comedy thing. comes from like the weirdness and strangeness of everything. They're not actually trying to
1: say jokes. Right. Napoleon's never laughing at himself for going, whoopsie, I did something goofy. Right. You know, there, it's none of that. He's just living his life. <laughs> <laughs> And then my last thing is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. What the hell is that? (laughs) They're an Australian rock band, Blaine. Uh, They have 23 albums. And and you might think, that's too many albums. I bet their sound gets old. However, every album is a completely different idea. So they've got like a thrash metal album. Then they've got like a prog rock album, a boogie blues album. And that's it for me. If I were to recommend any of those things. Yeah, what would you recommend? Ooh. I'm gonna say King Gizzard because they encapsulate. Also, their lyrics and stuff are very. Um, so, also, all their albums are like connected in the Gizverse is what they call it. So, like, there's characters <laughs> that pop up on different well, albums, it's but it's it's a crazy a, a crazy world. And the lyrics they tell are also very philosophical philosophical but also very comedic so it kind of encapsulates the the rest All of the right. things on Might my have list.
0: To check that out okay so if you want to check that out go to spotify
1: okay so yeah what what
0: what 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 have i been watching what have you been watching plane um new episode of mandalorian uh episode fan, three episode now? three fantastic um different dude they keep getting longer we're now at um it was a 58 minute episode oh wow for
1: mandalorian what did it did it start at like 40 minute episodes
0: it was like thirty minute episodes. Whoa. Thirty five minute. And then episode two was like uh forty eight and now it's at fifty eight. So they keep adding ten minutes. Uh look it was a good episode. Um I watched I watched uh Chris Rock's Netflix special. Yeah. You was said that? you'd watch that. Um it was good.
1: Yeah. There was some of my type of comedy. Yeah. He was
0: funny, but um it's just not my he's he's very uh, he just goes for it, man. He does. He just but goes he's for
1: also, it. Also Dave Chappelle has this kind of like relaxedness, but it also seems like every little minute of his things are meticulously planned. But he pulls it off so effortlessly. Okay. Chris Rock kind of feels like he's got bullet points. Yeah, and he just goes out there, does this thing, and hits bullet points. Not that there's a right or wrong way. No, no, it's just his style. It's just different. Different approaches. At yeah. least that's 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 the feel I get from watching him. And I just I think I prefer chappelle but yeah chris rock had some good moments
0: he did have some good moments it was fun it was good it was a good one yeah uh i we finished parks and rec
1: all right we're
0: done Uh, a great ending i i love that ending so parks and rec versus the office parks and rec okay i don't think i would ever have said that i I, like i tried to do it um long time ago i tried to watch parks and rec never got into it and i was like office is so much better watching parks and rec Totally my style. Yes. Yeah. Totally way more me. I could watch Parks and Rec again. I don't know if I would go back and watch all of The Office again. Gotcha. Um, especially those last two seasons of The Office were just. That's brutal. I've never
1: been able to finish them. It's brutal. Yeah.
0: I, I've seen all of it, but it's brutal. Um, and then last thing that I have on my list, we started watching Shits Sch- Creek. Um, so that's our next show that we're going to be hitting up for very good things about that show. i've watched People really like that leah's show. seen most of it okay and i've seen i it was one of those uh she's watching it and i come in and i see an episode or two like halfway through the show okay so i've seen bits i think leah's seen all of it um so we're starting it from the beginning so i can see all of it so Sweet. hopefully i i enjoy the characters the characters are so much fun they're hilarious cool and i like the fact that the uh the dad and the son are the—they're actually dad and son in real
1: life. Yeah, yeah. The the and his leaves, daughters in it too. E- Eugene and Sean,
0: I think so. Sean,
1: yeah. His daughter's in it too. She's the waitress. Okay. And the mom is um Catherine O'Hara from Home Alone. From Home Alone, yeah. Because yeah, I was for some weird reason I was looking at the cast list of Schitt's Creek this week really? and noticed that Catherine O'Hara was in it, and I went, "Whoa!" That's what we're hitting up because I don't see her very often, and I really like her. She's really She's really good. She's, she's really, good. She's and really I, funny in I this, don't too. I do in she's enough like, things. Well, she's
0: a rich, washed-up actor that's
1: just hilarious. It's great. That's, like, the only things I know her from are Beetlejuice and Home Alone, and then I guess now Shits Creek, even though I've, I've never watched Shits Creek, but maybe okay. i maybe people around to that one.
0: I, like, people give Shits Creek, like, give Schitt's Creek <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, no, they love it. Shits Creek is the shit. Is the shit, man. Cool. If I had to recommend uh, one of those, uh, see, they're all shows that I, like aren't finished yet, but since I well, finished finish Parks, and, Parks and, Rec, and Rec, go watch Parks and Rec. If you like The Office, Parks and Rec is better.
1: I agree with go you. Watch. I, I, I prefer Parks and Rec.
0: And get, You have to get through the first season. It's only six yeah. episodes, so get through the first season, um, and if you don't love it by then, then something's wrong with you, but... Go watch it. It's great. It's way better than The Office.
1: Yeah. I, I mean I think everybody can find something like identify oh, yeah. with one of the characters. One of the characters. It's just great.
0: Because I only gave it two episodes when I first tried. And I gave up uh, after the first two episodes. Yeah. Give it the first six episodes. It's a lot,
1: but it's I mean worth I, it. I would say get to when Rob Lowe shows up as Chris Trager and then you're in, man. Oh, then you're in. <laughs> but but I was enjoying it before then, and
0: that's that's a long that's like two seasons. I think
1: that's, that's season three or four. Yeah. Yeah. He comes but in at damn, the time. Damn, that's of the a good re- character. Oh, he's so good. Golly. And That's Perkins? the kind of person I wish I could be. You know, <laughs> just that Perkins? positive all the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, if you'd like to email us at dukesnukespod at gmail.com, tell us what your what ifs would be. Give us some idea for topics. Uh, we'll have a ep- new episode for you next Thursday uh, on director tier List. So, the directors that we've covered on the podcast so far. We're going to do a tier list, a collaborative tier list. It'll be pretty fun. Yeah. And Jack will be back. Yeah, Jack will be back. We'll talk a little bit about the
0: movies, uh, the directors that we watched, um, and just hear them. All righty. Cool. Boy. Boy.